when I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is. But if you're willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. Now, this is your, this time. Is your time. Yo, this is Season Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. <laughs> Walker! We've been Watch cool! Watch, 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 <laughs> Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you for tuning in to our latest and greatest episode. We want to shout out all of our listeners, but we specifically want to talk to our first-time listeners. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you are enjoying the sophisticated ignorance, please, by all means, guys, show us love. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Show us love. We have a website. This website lists all of our streaming platforms, social media platforms, as well as our YouTube page, which we would love for you to subscribe to our page there. That would help out, uh, help us out a whole lot. Gatry, given the website, sir. TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A TippingPoint.com. And with that, we shall begin episode 93, inching closer to 100, sir. Oof. We're on a collision course. Let's go. Let's get it. How are you, man? Man, Walker, uh, doing well, man. Had a uh, had a really productive week. Uh, if I could, uh, Walker, please don't take this the wrong way. But I am going to shout out a podcast that I happen to be a uh, guest on. Shout out to the storied outdoors, man. Um, I uh, got to got Why a chance to because, uh, you know, you don't like to show love to other podcasts. <laughs> Keep feeding that false narrative. Keep keep feeding it. Yeah, no, I, I like to, I like to joke me, with you about that. Um, no, I'm joking. Tell me, tell me, tell me about this podcast. Sir. So, so yeah, um, it's, it's uh, with my guy Brian Gill, good friend of mine. Um, they 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 talk about stories learned in the wilderness, like outside. He's a big fisher, hunter, outdoorsy, campy guy, right? So um, y'all y'all know, and I'm representing today with the ping. Y'all know I'm a golf guy. Golf is played outdoors, and um, in talking to him before Not beforehand, say it again. Not the same. Well, that, go that, ahead. Well, well, that's the thing, Walker. In talking to him beforehand, I didn't realize how much that I appreciated the nature and the peace that golf brings. Right. So um, we 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 were talking about it, building upon it, and I think we were able to put together a pretty good recording. So um, a little little different than what I normally talk about, but uh, I I 
I, I love their podcast. I love the uh, the the direction they're going. Had a good time uh, with those guys. Uh, when was that? I can't even remember when that was. But yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to shout them out real quick. And you know, Walker, you know, I do not turn down an opportunity to run this mouth. So uh, <laughs> I was I was very humbled and happy uh, to uh, to be invited on that. Um, let's Congratulations, see. Congratulations, sir. Oh, thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Nothing really nothing else really big to note. Um, yeah. So what's what's going on on your side of the Internet? <laughs> I'm doing well, bro. Uh, just a non-eventful week. But for me, man, those are some of the best weeks, man. Uh, staying safe, staying COVID free. Wifey's doing good. Um, we're good, man. Oh. I, I have nothing else really to add. Uh, a lot going on just in the world. But uh, other than that, just in my own little world, family's good. I have no complaints. Gotcha. Always good, man. So what's on your mind, man? What, what are we going to talk about today? What's what's why are we gathered here? Walker, dude, um, this this week, uh, I'm just I'm 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 not even going to filter it, dude. It sucked. This was this was a really, really rough week, man. Um, and as you know, as everyone knows now, the um, the heinous acts committed to uh, Jacob Blake up in Wisconsin is just unleashed uh <laughs> a whirlwind if you will but you know we're, we're gonna talk about that but uh w- walker why isn't why isn't anybody talking about my guy Pelerin uh Pellerin down in uh, lafayette louisiana i don't i i, I get I, i'm not taking any away from jacob blake and the tragedy that happened but i just don't feel like enough is being brought to what happened to this young man in louisiana Do, your thoughts on that well, I just don't know if we can walk and chew gum at the same time because you got to remember when earlier in the summer when we had when we had the situation with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and and George Floyd, people stopped talking about COVID. You know what I mean? People stopped talking about Breonna Taylor. Kind of her story kind of got swallowed up um, as a result of George Floyd. It's like we can only focus on one sensationalized story at once, and. While yes, I think I think that Plaren needs more attention. So does Brianna. So does Ahmad Arbery. Like, what's the what's the update on that? Like, there are a lot of like, and it just goes to show that these things happen much more often than the news would leave us to believe it does. And I just think it's important for us to. To keep the and I love what we're doing with the Breonna Taylor situation, keeping it in the forefront of people's minds. Because if we don't, it's just people are going to forget about it. And so I, I think I think we have to kind of take the same attitude with Breonna, the same energy we did with Breonna as we did with Prelaren, and making sure that people don't forget about his story. So that's 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 all I have to say about that. Is is that again you, we know how these news cycles work like next week it could be something totally different they're on to the next thing you know what i mean that's just how the the media works because they need a new story they need a hot story and it gets to a point and it shouldn't be this way but it is how it is it's gonna get to a point to where jacob blake is not gonna be a hot story and they're gonna move on to something else i mean we're yeah. in an election year so it's yeah. it's it's gonna be something that's going to steal the headlines away from these types of issues and we just have to, to remain vigilant and 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 bringing continue to bring these stories to the forefront so people are aware of what's going on okay well i you know we we uh he was in our um condolences last week palarin was and it's just 
you know, in, in my social circles, this is a name that I continue to bring up. And I just, and you answered it. I wish, I wish other people would have answered as eloquently as you did. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a situation that I've watched closely as you have. And I'm just like, okay, again, nothing against Jacob Blake, but can we, can we shed some light? But I, I, I get it, man. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot to go on. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I, sadly, boo, dude, I don't think he's going to be the last. No, so it's, no. It, he's he's going to be polaring and God knows how how soon. You right. know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just unfortunate, bro. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So want to give him the, 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 the breakdown or do we should we even break that down as to what happened? I think most people know who listen. Right. Or do you want to kind of give a high high uh, level? I, I think everybody's got got the gist of what's going on. I mean, this this uh, sent shockwaves across the globe. So I feel like uh, I mean, just in my opinion, I feel like we should just go ahead and just like, you know, dissect it the way we, we do tipping point style. So. Um, and, and, and as we talked beforehand, I know you want to lead this, so I'm following your lead on this one, sir. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Rustin Shesky, uh, and the other officer who was with him, whose name I don't think has been released, has been placed on administrative leave. Let me ask you this. Were you surprised that they leaked his name to the press or to the public? Uh, you know, honestly, I wasn't just because, okay. you know, coming off of, uh, the uh, the the murder and execution of George Floyd. I don't think it took time to get those cops' names out. If I remember correctly, uh, I feel like we. I feel like those names and you know even like you said. He, I mean, Breonna Taylor's took a long a long time, of course, and it's still taking a long time for the whole situation, which is just super tragic. But no, to answer your question in short, I wasn't surprised that they leaked these names out. Not at all. Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I was actually surprised. And the reason why is I go back to the EJ Bradford situation that happened. You know, it's almost been two years since that happened. Man. And and they did not leak the cop's name at all. And and we talked about it even on our podcast. It seemed as though he was going to be taken care of because we don't we don't have a name. We don't have a face or name or anything. We just have he was shot by an officer. Can, can right? I go, go ahead? Go ahead. And so it just made me wonder, like, to what degree are they protecting this cop in the EJ Bradford situation? So when they leaked this name, I didn't I'm not going to say that I got the impression that they were not going to protect this officer. But I just found it to be odd more so than anything that we we know with who this officer is who shot, you know, this guy in the back seven times. So All right. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Well, well I, I mean, I. His name's out there for sure, but you you gotta you you have to at least guess that this this police officer is uh, being protected. He's in a secure space. I mean, I I, I don't oh, think there's a, yeah I don't think there's a threat of anybody getting near him. Um, you, you know, I this 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 is slightly random, but um, I, I'm I'm a resident of the city of Hoover, and Hoover re- recently had their uh, municipal mayoral election, right? And um, you know, but. Uh, Bricado, Bricado, whatever his name is, he won. And uh, one of the one of the fleeting thoughts I had as as I saw bits and pieces of his, you know, uh, ceremony was like, man, I don't know what part you played in this whole Emantic Bradford situation, but you know, I, I, as a black man who lives in the same city, uh, it, it is one my prayer that you know you as a leader of the city learn something from that in terms of how law enforcement is structured but two um 
is <laughs> what, what, what about me and my safety? You know, what about me and my well-being? What if it were me that was in that situation? Um, what kind of rights and liberties would my family have if that were me? You know what I'm saying? And I just it, when, when you said that and you talked about the E.J. Bradford, I, I remember that thought as I went to the ballot box and I was like, Lord. Oh, anyway, just, it just I don't know, man. It just makes me sick. It just makes me sick to sick to my stomach that um this playing field that that we call America can just be so lopsided, you know, at times, depending on how you look at it and for, for no just reason at all. So I had to, had to drop that there. I hear you, bro. Um, well, you mentioned you, you have confidence that, uh, the cop who shot Jacob Blake is being protected Here's your evidence of that. Um, the governor of Wisconsin, uh, the night of that, of, of that, what, a week ago now, um, he tweeted, and I'll, I'll just read off some of his tweets if you don't mind. Sure. And I'm going to read a statement by the union that's actually representing the two officers who are on administrative leave. Um, Tony Evers uh, tweeted tonight, Jacob Blake was shot in the back multiple times in broad daylight in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kathy and I joined his family, friends and neighbors in hoping earnestly that he will not succumb to his injuries. He then tweeted later and we stand against excessive use of force and immediate escalation when engaging with black Wisconsinites. Now, he then tweeted after that, saying, I have said all along that although we must offer our empathy, equally important is our action. In the coming days, we will demand just that of elected officials in our state who have failed to recognize the racism in our state and our country for far too long. That's Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin. Okay. Um, the look on your face. So, what, uh, come on, give me, give me what, give me. Come on, Gat. What you got, Gat? What you got, man? I, I must have seen a you different. You saying a lot without saying it. I must have seen a different video, Walker. What I did mu- you see? I, I mean, and, and Walker, I'm not proud of the fact that I watched this. It, I it, couldn't. I can't. Walker, dude, man. I can't. You know why I can't? And I'm okay with that because I get it. You know what I mean? I watched, I watched so many videos. I mean, I watched so many videos of men being shot in the back. Like I saw, like I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I've, I get it. I don't, I don't need. And at this point, it's protecting my mental health at this point because I think it allows me to be able to approach these issues with clarity and not too much emotion, even though I am upset and frustrated with this. But I just don't think it's healthy for me to continue seeing images of black men and women and children being hunted down and murdered like animals in broad daylight. It doesn't help me. Now, that's me. That's me and my filter. Anyone else? And I think it's helpful to keep showing these things because there are a lot of people who don't have my frame of context. They don't understand the situation or the severity of it. So we need to continue recording these instances and showing them and escalating them so that people can see it's not fodder what the, what we're talking about that's happening to us by police. But right. to your point, you saw it. Yeah, and uh, Walker, I promote this a lot. I mean, about, uh, just about the me me striving to be an active and present father and everything it's meant to me. I talk about it, it's a platform of mine for sure. 
So, you know, it, 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 I, I was emotional, Walker. I'm not going to lie. I broke down and cried at the at the at this act. And then knowing and then knowing that his children witnessed that. So right. so naturally, <laughs> naturally, I have to think about, OK, um, this could have been me. And this could have been my boys who who upon which I transport a lot you know, whether it's, you know, activity, school or whatever. I mean, they are usually with me if I'm not at work. And right. I'm just thinking, like, it could have been them witnessing that. Uh, that the, the blessing in this, Walker, is that he is still alive. His life will never be the same. His kid's life will never be the same. But go, going going back to the comments, um, it, this, this is the governor made, I guess. Um, I, as I watch this video and as I replay it in my mind and I hear hear you repeat this tweet, I can I can strike through a lot of those those comments as I watch this video. So I need somebody to justify or at least attempt to justify the acts upon which me, along with uh, millions of people across this globe, what they saw. And to, to have to have the gall walker as leader forefront of that state to to say this, I think, kind of in a politically correct manner when there are obvi- obvious fallacies in those comments, considering what we saw in the video. That just goes as just goes to show like that the value of the black life to me is just substandard. What do you what do you do? What did you disagree with? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the part that really got me going was the use of excessive force in terms of uh, black people, uh, black Wisconsinites, as he said. And as as you you I'm sure you have just like I have. We've <laughs> considering the situation. We've gotten a lot of information about the racial tension that's been going on in Kenosha for quite some time now. Um, I even saw some videos from the police chief that dated back as two years ago with some very harsh comments about what I perceive to be him talking about black people in and what what he said were kind of close to impoverished conditions and the behaviors upon which he views how they, you know, how they act and how, how they treat police officers. I'm just thinking this, this is bold. How did this not make a, make a headline for some type of news, uh, major news outlet? I have no idea. So, so to know, to know that you've got that history in that town of those tensions and as a governor to come forward and still say that, obviously uh untrue of course it just i don't know dude it just the i don't, I don't feel, part yeah that's a part that really set me off what do you have a problem with him saying excessive well you he said you he said you think he was downplaying it yes what, 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 what is excessive he's what well, he said we don't condone the use of excessive force we stand uh let's see let me get let me get his let me get we he's stand against that. excessive use of force an immediate escalation when engaging with black Wisconsinites. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. Really? I don't have a problem with it. Walker, here's here's where the rubber meets the road on this. Okay. Is I'll give you something that you can be upset about though okay. in a minute. As I as infuriated as I am about these comments, Walker, I still think any gosh. 
I still think that there's a possibility to 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 make good on these comments. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, by what happens uh, when when the judicial system gets their hand around this situation, um, you, you and I are smart enough to know that the odds are stacked against justice when situations like these happen. Right. So sure. I, I say that and I'm and in one one <laughs> one hand, I'm like, hey, dude, you can make this right as governor of the state. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, most more times than not, no one else has made this right, uh, historically speaking. So the, p- part of, I guess, those two things fused together puts me in a state of discomfort. So you, so you, you feel like it was really lip service. He yeah, gave. it was PR. It's like, man, let me put this on Twitter because this is what people do in situations like this, just to make to make people think that you know we're we're on the up and up. No, talk about what you saw. Okay. Talk about what you're going to do. What can he do in that regard? <sighs> he can speak out against I'm it. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Hey, why can't he speak out against it? He did. No, that wasn't speaking out, Walker. That's saying you do a whole bunch of stuff that you that you clearly did do. Maybe, maybe say, hey, man. Hey, Kenosha, we effed up. <laughs> we got this one wrong. But I, as governor, I, as governor, I'm going to ensure that stuff like this doesn't happen again. How? Why can't we say that? Well, okay. Um, well, you're not the only person who had a problem with what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeesh. Uh, The police union representing those officers uh, released a statement. And they said, anytime Delhi forces used, our hearts go out to those affected by it. We assure you an independent investigation is being conducted by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation. Until that investigation is completed, we ask that you withhold prejudgment about the incident and please let the process take place. Governor Evers' statement on the incident was wholly irresponsible and not reflective of the hardworking members of law enforcement of the law enforcement community, not to mention the citizens of the city of Kenosha. That would have to include Jacob Blake, but whatever. As always, the video currently circulating does not capture all of the intricacies of a highly dynamic incident. We ask that you withhold from passing judgment until all of the facts are known and released. We, along with the citizens of the great city of Kenosha, ask for peace and let the process play out fairly and impartially. They then had released um, a detailed perspective of the Jacob Blake shooting, and it was revealed that what was not captured on video, what was captured on video did not fully uh, reveal what all happened according to their words. Uh, so I'm not going to go into great detail about it, but they mentioned that Jacob was fighting back against them, that he had a knife in his hand. Now we'll talk about the fallacies. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but they tried to tase him. It didn't incapacitate him. Um, he fought forcefully. He put one of the officers in a headlock. Um, I think it was mentioned he had a he had the knife on his person at the time. They were yelling him. He was, I think, yeah. So yeah, they said he had the knife on him instead of in his car where it was, it was, uh, they got it. 
Your thoughts on all of this? Your thoughts on the police union? You know, in their this, statements, Walker. This this reminds me a lot of the behavior displayed of my two young sons, um, YG, who's seven years old, uh, AG, who is a newly newly coined three years old. Um, you know, they they let's say let's say YG gets a toy that AG wants to play with, right? And um, he wants he wants YG to share. You know, but YG doesn't want to. All right. And then a skirmish ensues every time walk. I deal with boys here. Right. So skirmish ensues. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's not. So either my wife and I come in, we defuse the situation. He said this. He said that this is his fault. This is his fault. This is what happened. He didn't give me that. She didn't give me that. Not she boy. Sorry. Well, I mean, but we, we my, my whole point is nothing is accomplished, <laughs> you know, as, as parents assessing this situation, hearing both of them, because to to, to each party, the other party is just as guilty. Right. Um, okay. That's what that's what the optics kind of feel like as I hear these comments. OK, here here's the thing. Here's the thing, Walker. If he had a knife. If he put a cop in a headlock, allegedly, allegedly, if he fought, if he resisted, does that mean he should die? He didn't die, I know, but you don't shoot to keep people alive. At least not seven times in the back. And the elephant in the room, Walker, (laughs) even you and I as civilians know, police training does not support shooting people in the back. Does it? Well, at least in the handbook. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. What kind of Sorry. training are you referring well, to? The way it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm tossing all that out, Walker. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm t- I'm getting the too thing emotional. to keep, keep note of here is that, and we've talked about it, is that police unions are not for the people. They're for police. So their best interest is always going to be in favor of the officers, regardless of the situation of what happened. So you have to take anything that police unions say or do as a grain of salt. In fact, it's police unions is why there is such a big delay in officers who we know broke the law. Why there's such a delay in them being charged with whatever charge they get handed. Right. It's because of police unions. Right. So. You have to take this with a grain of salt and you have to understand that we've seen this movie before so many times where officers who we know broke the law, if they do get charged, there's such a long delay in that. Um, These guys are on vacation right now. They're just chilling. And who knows? For all we know, they could be reinstated. Um, They didn't kill him. Right. So it's, it's it's. Again, to your point, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But what I want to point out, and the reason why I read their statement in response to the governor is they wanted for the people to withhold prejudgment. So basically what you're asking for us to do is to watch, not rush to judgment and watch how things unfold before we come to judgment. That brings us to one Kyle Rittenhouse. So as a result of this shooting, we know there's been protests in the streets all last week as a result of this. On one particular night, 
there was a, a militia out there with, armed with weapons causing calling themselves protecting property and basically they're against the uh the actual protesters okay Cal Rittenhouse, we don't know if he was with them, but he is from um, Illinois. He uh, came up to Illinois and I guess got an AR-15 from a from a friend and was in the streets. So did you see that video of him? I did not see that video. Okay, I saw, I did see that video. The video picks up where there's like a group of people chasing after him. Now, it shows them going after him, trying to detain him. And he falls to the ground. He ends up using his weapon. He shoots two people. Okay. Shoots one in the midsection, kills that person. Shoots the other person in the arm. Okay. Many people argue that's self-defense. But what that video doesn't show you is that he actually shot and killed a person prior to that video. So the video is the aftermath and the people chasing him are trying to detain him for police. He actually killed two people that night and wounded the other person. Goodness, okay? I didn't even know that. Okay. So what happened is that, and, and it came out later too, is that he, I don't, I didn't see the video of this, but he, he shot the first, he killed the first person, called a friend. I don't know if it was the friend who let him get the AR-15. But he called a friend and said, I just killed someone. That is documented that that happened. Okay. So after that, that's when that video picks up with people trying to chase and detain him for police. So in the video, after he shoots and people runs off because now he has a, he's using the weapon. So people are fleeing him now. He now has gotten the people away from him. He now has the gun on him. Okay. He now puts his hands up and you can see him walking by police vehicles. The police let him walk right by and they do nothing to him. They don't apprehend him. He gets arrested the next day in Illinois. Wisconsin Kenosha police does nothing. They take no action against him at all. Okay. So. So now, like now, of course, he gets charged finally the next day. Um, what was his charges? I think I got it here. First degree intentional homicide. Um, like he he's facing he's being charged as an adult. Number one. And he could potentially be facing life. But just to note, the police union told told us to not rush to prejudgment mm. and let the process played out, play itself out, right? All right. Now you want us to not rush to judgment when police officers shot a black man who didn't kill anyone in the back seven times, but a seventeen year old in front of his kids. So what now? In, in front, front of his, his kids. kids. Thank you. In front of his kids. But you allow a 17-year-old to shoot and kill people, and you do nothing. Mind you, even though Wisconsin is an open carry law, that does not apply to kids under the age of 18, which means you didn't even do your due diligence to find out 
if he's even of age to carry a gun in Wisconsin. Not to mention that the gun isn't even registered to him. So you fail to do your job as police officers to determine if this person is even allowed to be carrying a gun, much less using it on civilians, protesters. Thoughts? I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even. It's know. a lot. It is. I, I don't even lot. know. I don't even know where to start. Like I read about this Walker, and I guess what I read was um, was very early. Because, again, I was just under the impression that one person had been fatally injured and the other one uh, wounded. So I didn't even know about the third person or I guess in the in chronicle, chronologically, the first person. Um, I just I just you know, I try Walker. I just try to try to put on put on the lens of the law enforcement officials, plural here. And you're in this situation where I'm sure somebody has reported shots fired. And so that that is oh, why in the video they're yelling. This guy arrest him. This guy killed people. This sure. guy shot people. But sure. but nothing but, happened. But you're you're he there. turned himself in. By the way, well you're you're there for a reason. I mean, are you are you there just to? I mean, I I don't know. My my from what I read, they responded to a shots fired call. Okay, and then optically, if you're that law enforcement official. As you're getting out of the squad car and you're assessing the situation and you have a man who has a rifle on him with his hands up and you're responding to a shots fired. But this guy gets to you you just bypass this person like this person can't even be brought in for questioning. Like that, dude, that's a problem. Like that's a huge I don't know how to feel about that. You're responding to shots fired. There's a person with a rifle. But no, 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 no. It's, it's got to be somebody else. Oh, man. I, I, don't, I don't know how to articulate anything more than that. How can we pre- How can we not prejudge after witnessing that after you've already shot a black man? And it doesn't. And that's not the end of it. So the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, is calling for the immediate resignation of uh, law enforcement leaders in Kenosha. Mm. Who are those two leaders? Police Chief Daniel Miskinis and the uh, sheriff, uh, the county sheriff, Daniel Beth, to resign. Now, after that shooting um, involving uh, Cal Rittenhouse, uh, murdering two, injuring one, uh, Daniel Miskinis had some comments. Uh, you want to run that? Sure. Persons who were out after the curfew became engaged in some type of disturbance and and persons were shot. Everybody involved was out after the curfew. I'm, I'm not going to make a great deal of that, but the point is the curfew is in place to protect. Had persons not been out involved in, in violation of that, perhaps the situation that, that unfolded would not have happened. Um, so the last night, a 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to reserve to excuse me to uh, to resolve whatever conflict was in place. The result of it was two people are dead. This is not a police action. This is not the action I believe of those who set out to do protests. It is involved. It is the persons who were involved after the legal time involved in illegal activity that brought violence to this community. You're talking with your face a lot, Gat. 
You're doing a lot of talking with your face, and it's a it's a look of confusion. <laughs> Which what, seems what to be you, a common on, state give it, give for me. Give it to me, me bro. <laughs> give it to me, man. I don't I don't know why. You you you're speechless. I, I, I don't have words for this. This is this is <laughs> like a really bad Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, you have something to say. True, I'll talk about bad Netflix. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. A lot of ideas yeah, come yeah. to your mind if it's bad. <laughs> Jokes. This is this hits a little different. Now, just go ahead and address Sheriff Beth. He didn't. I don't think there's any statements of him from last week's uh, activity. But he was. He addressed reporters back in in January of 2018, following the arrest of five people shoplifting. Um, and he made some very candid statements and he was saying, I'm to the point that I think society has to come to a threshold where there's some people that aren't worth saving. Uh, he then went on to say, we need to build warehouses, put these people into it and lock them away for the rest of their lives. So in this, he's referring to black people because that's who got arrested. Um, he says there's some people who aren't worth saving. So you have a county sheriff talking like that. And then you have the chief of police of Kenosha. Who made his statement. So basically, the reason why you got shot didn't have nothing to do with the fact that you had a 17 year old who was illegally carrying an AR-15 and using it on people. Right. Had nothing to do with that. Your 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 policeman that you're in charge of did nothing to him. And I'm supposed to believe Kenosha Police Union that you're going to do the right thing here. That's what you want us to believe, that you're going to do the right thing. I think not. I think not. I think not. Um, And if that's not bad enough. If that's not bad enough. Come on, dude. We mentioned that Jacob Blake, did you mention it? I know you mentioned his life wouldn't be the same, but it was last reported that he was paralyzed from the waist down as a result of the shooting. We don't know if it's permanent. My prayer is that it's temporary. I know what you're about to say, and it, it, it may make me puke. During this recording, I just, I just, I just want, I just want to give us a timeline. Okay. Let's give us a timeline okay. based on what the police union said. We're supposed to put our trust in the police union, right? So I'm just letting you know what happened since they wrote that statement. Okay, okay. I'm just building a case here. So next, Jacob Blake, who is, I guess he's, he does have a warrant out. He did have a warrant out. Okay, I will be fair and mention that he did have a warrant, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. Why was he handcuffed to a bed? Mm. Why Kenosha? Why? Why Kenosha police? Can someone answer? Can the police union answer that for me? Why was he handcuffed if he is paralyzed from the waist down? Where is he going to go? How can he get away? Okay, you want to keep policemen there to 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 watch do do what you got to do. If that's police, if that's standard, but you're going to handcuff that man? man. You're going to handcuff him? And you 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 want me to believe, you want me to hold prejudgment. You don't want me to judge, but you showed all of your behind and your crack after shooting that man 7 times. But I'm supposed to believe you're going to do the right thing. 
please. Please, your thoughts. Say something, because uh, I'm done. I've said enough. That, that that's that's the part that I said it was is probably going to make me puke. Because I, as I read about this Walker, I I it, and this this is the part of our process information now. Of the 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 source where I got it first it was credible, right? But then I gotta go. I gotta go put it in Google and see what comes up. And there were just too many sources for this to be just hearsay or maybe a rumor, like. I believe this is confirmed information. Um, I, I I don't have anything different than you, Walker. Where where is he going to go? Like all jokes aside, where where is he going to go? Who is he going to harm? How much rehab you think it's going to take for him? Dude, Should on, he man. gain feelings in his lower extremities to be able to walk again? Dude, You're and telling I, me he's going to get up and run out the hospital? I just I, I listened to a podcast recently with Timothy Alexander on it. If you don't know who he is, oh my goodness, you, you know I'm talking about Walker. Um, but you know I don't. But oh, we'll oh, talk afterwards. Okay, but Go yeah, he, he he was he's a local guy, um, fo- uh, high school football stud. Could have gone anywhere. Got in a car wreck. Was paralyzed from the waist down. Still I think is. I heard this story. Still I think is I, to okay, this day. Now you just yeah. jog my memory. Continue. For, I mean, but it, this is this was um, this. It, we're almost 15, 16 years after when this happened, and this man still cannot walk. So to to your point, Walker, he, what threat does he? I mean, I mean, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to downplay the whole warrant situation, Walker. Like that, that's important. There's a warrant out for something he did, okay? And then I'll on, be fair, he has a yeah. warrant out. And then sure. on, on social sure. media, but people are calling him go? a rapist and all this stuff. And yeah, but before I get off on that, so where's he gonna go? He, he, uh, he's not going is, anywhere. Where is he he's going? not going anywhere. But to your point, I, your your but question. I'm supposed to believe. <laughs> don't judge, right? Okay, uh, we we the we'll just look at this and say, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll trust Big our, coincidence. our yeah. Big coincidence. This could have happened anywhere. Yeah, come on, man. It makes me sick. The police Walker. chief is blaming the people protesting for them being shot. So it's your fault you got shot, not the person who shot you. We didn't even arrest that person, but it's your fault you got shot. But Sickening. I'm supposed to believe. Sickening, man. My prayers to to Jacob Blake uh, and his family, his his three sons, his his uncle, those who've been talking and, and coming forth with information. Our thoughts and prayers are with y'all. Um, I don't know what to make of this. Um, it's just a, a lot, a lot. I don't even know. I mean, elections are important, but man, I'm like, there's so much. You're talking about a complete overhaul. In Wisconsin, as it pertains to the city of Kenosha, like none of those people to me, if I'm a black person, I, I, I can feel or have confidence that when they address the citizens of Kenosha, I don't think I'm included in that list no, of people. There's no way you can be. No way. As you said, it's sickening. You got anything else, bro? No. So I, I just went down. I just went down the list of things, um, and I read that out just so we can show you the timeline of what happened after they, after the police union. And like I said, they don't. They're for police. They're not for the people. They, That's, without accountability, you are a gang. Walker, you are. Is, you're no different than vice lords. You're no different than the only thing is that you're backed by the government and you have a badge. That's the only difference between you and other gangs. I've never and thought you're of properly it that way. funded. I've never thought of it that way, Walker, but. 
Yeah, dude, you you are spot. I mean, yeah, these 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 things are in place to protect them, and it's it's such a <laughs> it's such a cluster because most of you wear a badge that says to protect and serve, but I guess if we look closer, there's probably an asterisk there. Great use of that. Well done, Gatry. Best use of asterisks you've ever used, I think. But true. But true. I think this is a great time to move on into the prayer list. Now yeah. that we're already sad. Sure. Um, you want to go first? We cannot uh, start this off without talking about uh, Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. Um, Walker, this, this, one, this one hit. And I want to thank you for... Uh, putting this on our social media, um, it, you bet. It, it wasn't it wasn't something I was thinking about when I got the news, um, but I'm glad you did that. Uh, Walker, emotionally, a lot went on with this, and then this is part of my reason why this week socially was so rough for right. uh, people that look like you and myself. But um, right, right, uh, right. Th- we and I'll repeat this because there's power in it, Walker. Um, just to know, just to know, I mean, Ch- Chad's an icon. Chadwick is an icon. Excuse me. Don't let me, don't let me do that. Chadwick is an icon. No question. Right. Anybody, they could have, they could have cast any other black man for that role, but they nailed it with Chadwick. In my opinion, um, you talk about, you talk about a time where black people really needed a superhero that was put on a similar or level playing field as other superheroes that we herald in, you know, this uh, Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, he was there and uh, black Panther did not disappoint at all. But Walker, what's, what's so moving about this is this man did this and a lot of other movies while dealing with colon cancer, man. And and Walker, right. it, it shook me. It shook me to my core once once I, I read about what actually killed him because I'd had a um, telemedicine uh, conference or whatever or appointment with my doctor the day before. And before the call ended, the last thing he said was now, Ronnie, um, you know, I'm 38. And he says, Ronnie, the closer to 40 you get, the more attention we're going to need to pay to. Uh, prostate cancer and colon cancer so like I'm already aware and you know I, I go and talk to my wife about just about preventative measures and then you know you, then, then the next day you know we get hit with Chadwick Bozeman and, he, and he's been dealing with this and this is what ultimately took him out so it just rocked me Walker just because this guy's, you know, he's, he's, he's up here. He's giving me hope. He's giving my boys hope. He's giving a lot of people of color hope just for being so instrumental and so impactful on that stage uh, in the capacity upon which he was. And, you know, just to know that he'd been fighting this throughout his whole career, Walker, and just we never saw him complain. I'm sure he did. He had every reason to. People who knew him close said he didn't mention nothing of it. Well, that's even that's even. I, I don't. He didn't mention it. It taught me a lot, Walker. It taught me a lot as a person. This transcends color, but it just it taught it taught me just to really a count my blessings and b like the the few things I have to complain about are they really you know outside of being a, being afraid to uh, navigate this earth as a black man, um, but are they really are they really that that big a deal? You know what I'm saying? If he could go ahead and do these things. So 
Um, <laughs> it puts things in perspective. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Your, your, your thoughts, please, sir. Um, I remember seeing Chadwick earlier in the year, and I thought he he looked he looked frail. Um, and I remember seeing a situation, um, I think a news story came out where he was actually, this was actually in the middle of COVID and he was admitted to the hospital and he, he, he looked frail. Um, they said it wasn't COVID and I was, you know, I I remember seeing, I remember my wife and I singing and praying for him. Um, that he, you know, he pulls through. We didn't know again, we had no clue what it was. Uh, I remember seeing a photo of it and, and I knew, I knew that he had been challenged, but again, he never mentioned anything and the outpouring of love and respect that he has received. I, I think it's easy to do that in a person's death, but what you, you really see is the impact a person has on people. And Chadwood was more than just, um, he was more than just an incredible actor who had an incredible career. I mean, to be able to, to, to star in 42 and to be able to play James Brown and to, to, I mean, my goodness, dude, like he, he had, he had some incredible roles, bro. Some incredible roles that he played in. But to be known as an incredible man off screen, I think is really what speaks to the the impact um, of who he was and how he affected us all. And of course, we already knew how how impactful Black Panther was. But to play third good and, mm. and, and to, to do you know what I mean? Like to. He had an exceptional career. Yeah, some hits. Dude. And I couldn't think of it happening to a better person. And so for that, man, I just want to thank Chadwick Bozeman for sharing his gift with us, but more importantly, for being an exceptional human being. Uh, I saw Kenny the Jet Smith on NBA on TNT. <clears throat> he became friends with him over the past few years because I think he wanted some of his family members to go to a North Carolina Tar Heels basketball game. And I think from that conversation, they began to talk about uh, UNC basketball. And one of the things that he did is that he began to put together a list of important foods and diets for his family to eat and challenge themselves to do good. And he was willing to buy the groceries or do things for them if they were, if they were open to doing it. Like he would do stuff like that. Like this is, this is, you know what I mean? This is the type of person he was always thinking of others and he has cancer during this moment. Like that's, it's it's to me, to me, that lets me know that there's a higher bar. Like I've not arrived in terms of trying to be a good human being and a good person I can look to this person even in their death and be inspired to do more. That's what Chad with Bozeman meant to me. Mm-hmm. So again, rest in peace to a King on and off screen prayers to his family, prayers to those close to him. Um, all of us were rocked by hearing this and uh, rest. Well, anything else you got uh, for uh, in terms of Chadwick? I mean, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's all I got. 
Uh, we want to extend uh, prayers and thoughts to the victims of Hurricane Laura. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't get a lot of details, but there was a lot of damage. A lot of people were impacted, affected businesses, homes, you name it. Um, deaths. I don't have a total count, um, but our thoughts and prayers are with those individuals. Um, also, I found out from watching basketball this weekend of uh, the passing of Clifford Robinson. Um, he was 53. Um, now, it's, I don't think it was revealed what happened. No, I couldn't with find him. anything. But I remember, I remember Cliff. Like to me, he was even though I know Cats was doing this, but he was the, one of the first cats when I started watching basketball to rock the headband. Oh, now yeah. it's everywhere. You knew like, him for that, yeah, yeah. Like, like he rocked it. He, you know, he was a good player for the Trailblazers. I didn't know he went to UConn. Yeah, dude. but uh, yeah, He's a like monster he, at he, yeah, a baller, baller. Um, good player. He passed. So our our condolences and our prayers are for his family. Um, the legendary clo- coach Lute Olson uh, passed this past weekend. Uh, coach for Arizona won championships with them. Um, legendary coach. Um, our prayers go out to him, um, his family, and those close to him who knew him. Um, I didn't know if you had anybody else, bro. No, that's that's all on my list. Um, also, even in Wake, we talked extensively about Jacob Blake again. Uh, our prayers to the family of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. The list goes on and on, man. Um, Rayshard Brooks, those who have lost their lives inexplicably. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with those people as well. So, anything <sighs> else, man? Oh, that's some heavy stuff, Walker. Pretty In heavy. I know. I know. Um, I do want to give us some breathing room, man. Lord. I know, right? Well, <laughs> I do want to say something before we get into Dort. Let's before we get Dorty. Um, I was a little. I was. I was. I want to issue an apology for some things in last week's episode. We want to be Gatry and I. It is our best intent to be um, allies for Black women when we talk about domestic violence. And Gatry and I talked extensively before we even recorded and I listened to him and his thoughts he listened to mine and our thoughts and I was happy we were able to come to an understanding oftentimes when people apologize it's it's due to backlash it's due to a response from other people but after talking to Gatry Gatry understood that I didn't feel right in terms of of my part in that episode and it's always it's always our intent to to let people know that we love black women. We're married to black women. We're always going to have black women's backs and we always want to be sensitive to black women. And what we don't want to do is do something that violates our core beliefs and what we truly believe to be just and fair without going into much detail. I just want to know that there were some things done said that I didn't feel right with. It didn't sit right with me. And I, because of that, want to apologize. And because we love black women, it is our goal week in and week out. We each passing day to not try to do better, but be better. And that's all I have to say there. Um, and we'll move on. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, Dort. Discuss her trash. Who's up first? <laughs> Yours are going to be better than mine. No, you go first. You, let's, let's go ahead oh, and lighten the load. God. 
and it, it and I just I want listeners to know like it was rough for me trying to find stuff to talk about outside of everything that went on. So that was some things went on. Yeah, I know Walker, but you just for me, I just couldn't. Anyway, um, I need more energy with this because <laughs> I, I actually I, I'm actually for it. But uh, Joe Budden, um, he's leaving Spotify. He or at least he says he is. Uh, discuss. Okay, I take it this is one of yours, Walker. Yes, okay. it is. I want to discuss. I want to talk about this because this is uh, this is we're in the podcast community, right? And I Angel think it's an influencer lot. of ours. So yeah, it's a lot to glean from in terms of negotiating, knowing your worth, the whole nine. So Joe Budden made some pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Strong statements. Some button esque statements. <laughs> Joe Button was button. You're right. Um, right. He was button out. <laughs> um, so basically, he felt like he felt like they undervalued his podcast. He felt like they, and and I I think a lot of this has to do with some of the recent. Well, first off. Joe Budden, his podcast has been one of the top podcasts on Spotify since he signed that deal with them back in 2018. We all agree with that. He actually was number one, I think, at the end of 2019. Um, I think he's sitting currently at like number three. And I think he's like, I think ahead of him is like NPR and like a major network, like major networks. Like ahead, like what are you going to, how are you going to beat that? Right. He's above Michelle Obama. Who's See got a saying? who's like got a Spotify is, exclusive podcast? Whose first guest was Barack Obama? <laughs> He's ahead of her. Like that, that. Think about that. That's wild. Like he has been an asset to Spotify. So he felt like he felt like what, whatever Spotify came to the table with, he felt like he was being lowballed. Um, and I think what what really drove this home for him. Was, you know, since his deal with Spotify, there's been two other really major deals. And you're aware of these. You're already shaking your head. (laughs) Bill Simmons Sports Podcast, The Ringer. Right. Dude, is it? I'm going to say estimated. I don't know if it's exact, but it's worth a $250 million deal. What are we doing wrong, Gatry? I need to to check my credit card statement because if they went up on my Spotify uh, premium, (laughs) we're going to need to talk about some stuff. I don't know where all that money's coming from, but man. And Joe Rogan recently signed a deal, which I I was going to mention it at one point, but we had other things to talk about. So I mentioned it here. His Spotify deal, his exclusive deal is worth, it's valued over $100 They mentioned $100 but it's Joe Rogan. He has one, if not the biggest podcast following. He's people call him the Podfather. Oh yeah, for, for crying out loud! Like it's valued at over a hundred million. So Joe was like, "I'm your top guy. I, I need you to treat me like your top guy." And for whatever the case was, he just didn't like the Spotify deal, and so. He's not one to bite his tongue. <laughs> so he said a lot. He was like, F that, we out, basically. Your thoughts on it, man? Uh, you know, I, I can see where Button's coming from. You know, he knows his worth. He knows he knows his value. And he knows that, um, you know, that, you know, Apple's on the other, just right, right on the, uh, down the street. And I'm sure they're willing to <laughs> compensate him for exclusivity, for sure. 
Um, so I, I'm for this, Walker. Uh, as a Spotify customer, even saying that, I'm still for this just because I struggle with this and I want to be better at this. And I think Joe Budden is fully exemplifying how to exercise your value and your worth. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think understanding your worth and not settling for, for the low ball, I can respect. Right. The, the only thing, the only thing, the only concern I have with this is, and again, this is Joe being Joe. I'd wish he wouldn't burn bridges, though. <laughs> That's the only thing. Because my thing is, even when you release a statement, I would thank Spotify for the opportunity. I would. Oh. It was a pleasure being on their platform, and we hope to do business in the future with them some other time. Would that be Joe, though? It's not Joe. It's, it's, again, like I said, it's button being button, right? <laughs> yeah. But my thing is, understand your worth, but don't burn down the bridge that could potentially lead you back to where you want to be. That's the only critique I would have for how he handled it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's gotcha. my only critique. I'm not mad at him pursuing other ventures, but just don't burn the bridge behind you. Do you? Because I, I, I want to talk about a conversation I had with a close friend of mine. Uh, but okay. before I do that, do you have do you have the NBA anywhere on your yes. door? Okay, well, then I'll hold it for that. But the, the narrative of that conversation kind of weaves into that. But I'll table it for now. Um... That's all. That's okay. all I got there. Because my thing is, you can say, hey, Apple wants to do this with me. So you really try to offer me this? You really want me to stay when I know you can do more for me? Like, now, I don't even know if Spotify cares. after Because yeah. they've had to release a statement. I don't know. That's I don't know. I, it's just, I don't think I would have taken that approach. Just me. That's, I'll be a bit more savvy in how I've handled that. That's a really good point, Walker. I'll be a bit more savvy than that. Again, understanding your worth, I champion that. I I patch you, I salute you for that. Because a lot of podcasts don't understand their worth. And they take they get into deals and they they hate themselves for it. So I respect Joe for his moves up until this point in terms of understanding his worth. But just don't burn bridges. Okay. That's all. Um, since you took my number one, the NBA playoffs resume. Discuss the trash. Uh, let's discuss it. So the NBA actually, uh, so we know what happened. I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Uh, the Bucks and the Magic were supposed to play and they decided not to play. The Bucks decided they were not going to play. And this led to a, uh, it impacted other sports athletes and other sports to not play as well. It impacted baseball. Um, what's her name? Is it Naomi Osaka? Osaka. Yeah. Uh, she didn't, she didn't play like it. Uh, Athletes and other sports was they followed suit with the NBA um, as a result of the book Bucks taking the, the initiative to not want to play. And in fact, I think the Bucks were thinking about actually forfeiting the game to the Magic, but I think they just canceled that. They just decided to just cancel once the, everyone found out what the Bucks were doing. The Magic followed suit. All the other teams followed suit. Um, 
few discussions. It was it was uncertain about whether or not the NBA uh, playoffs would resume at all. And uh, but of course, they came to an agreement and decided that uh, they would resume games resume yesterday on Saturday. And uh, here we are. So your thoughts about what all transpired? Walker, um, I, I like it. Let me let me open up by saying I like it. Like I'm, I'm for this. Right. Um, I just I just don't know what the end what the end game is for this. Right. Um, and, I, and I think I think I can weave in the conversation I had um, with, with a close friend of mine. Um, so, so, uh, she, she put a post on Instagram, you know, uh, urging, uh, LeBron and other, uh, high level black NBA players to take this as a moment to, uh, totally disband from the NBA and start your own leagues with, you know, that's, that's led by us. It's got us in the forefront, you know, that, you know, organizations that are formed that actually care about us, you know, on a, on a personal social level, and so um, I saw that and I responded and, you know, I DM'd her and it was just like, hey, well, hold on now. Hold on. I don't don't you think the NBA has been good to the black players? You know, like, you know, who, who is the NFL going to put Black Lives Matter across the field? Is the NFL going to endorse, you know, um, social injustice uh, uh, slogans or uh, phrases to be emblazoned upon jerseys? And my, my guess is the answer to these are no. Um, and she countered and she said, she said, uh, you know, Ronnie, you're right. You know, um, yes, the NBA has been good, but you got to think of it like one level up. You know, think about the ownership structure of the NBA. Um, they're in it to make money. They're in it to make money off of these premier athletes. Um, if, if they were in it for more than this, their influence would have been leveraged a long time ago to assist with issues uh, social of uh, social injustice. We've seen it, Walker, with um, with Eric Garner when when LeBron was outspoken about that wearing the shirts. You know, the whole squad wearing the shirts. I can't breathe. This is this is nothing new to the NBA. But what has been done? And she challenged me to think. She said, you know, Ronnie, you got to look at, uh, you know, reassess the ownership structure, reassess the the relationships and access they have to political figures, reassess the influence they could have by, you know, threatening their, their fundraising for campaigns. If, you know, uh, her, her, her big play was a whole social contract thing. But um Think about them, you know, holding that money ransom in exchange for progress on something like a social contract. And she she, she was like, yeah, this, this is great. I, I feel like the NBA is doing good things that appeal to the eye to make them externally look like, hey, hey, guys, we're here with you. But, you know, she challenged me and said, Ronnie, that's not going to be enough to get any real change. You take these players and you say, and you band together and you say, we're not playing. And then ultimately you say, hold on, you know, uh, not only are we not playing, we're going to go form our own. At this point, you can leverage a lot because you're going to get the attention of the people in charge who no longer have that revenue stream. Right. So um, I, I struggled in, in assessing this and finding out what the end game was. Like, okay, I, I like what you're doing, but what is this for? And um, I, I appreciate my homegirl for 
for shedding light on the bigger picture because I was educated by her in that. So, um, what, what what do you think about everything you saw, Walker? Do you, do you think it was good? Do you think it worked? I mean, what, what do you think? There are a few things I do want to uh, address with the... It was basically like a lockout, in a sense. Yeah, that's a good um, way of looking at it. I, I would have liked... There was a lot of internal beefing because you had a lot of players with different... And... Tensions were high. Um, I think the biggest, one of the frustrating things I was hearing coming from some camps, uh, certain players, is that we there there was the organization could have been better. By organization, I mean guys being of the same mind, saying you had guys thinking this way, doing something different. Given the how time sensitive things was, and that you already in the middle of a season, it would have been difficult to pull up pull out a more calculated plan. Um, they did agree to establish a social justice coalition. I don't know what all that consists of, to be honest with you. It's more than what they agreed to do before coming uh, to the bubble. Uh, which I am happy about that. I felt like the players could should have done this before they even went to the bubble, in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, and I think they're going to convert team arenas and practice facilities into voting locations and whatnot. I think that's a start. A start. I, I just feel like I feel like more can be done. These are billionaires that you're talking Come about. Come on, Walker. Come on. These are billionaires. These are not. The reason why these players are millionaires is because you have multi-billionaires owning these teams. You can't tell me these these people aren't. They, they don't have a direct line to these politicians and these people that they're donating money to their campaign behind the scenes. You can't tell me they don't have direct access to these people to actually uh, impact things and get the ball moving in certain cases. And I think it's important that, and I, and I think with the way the NBA is structured, it is a player friendly league in terms that the players do have more power than that of say the NFL and other leagues. Uh, I, I just feel like I, I, what I'm seeing is that there's a sense of wokeness coming about in our athletes that we've never seen before. Right. Uh, which I can appreciate. And I think because we're in a different time to where a lot of uh, racial issues, social justice issues are coming to the forefront because they're being recorded all the time. Now, I think that because you have this sense of awareness with guys in our league like never before and they have the ability to leverage their platforms. I think we've been very vocal in speaking out, which is good. But we have to start learning how to play chess and not checkers. Mm. And I think I think putting Black Lives Matter on the court, wearing Black Lives Matter as a T-shirt, um, putting slogans on the back of the jersey, um, talking about Breonna Taylor and 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 calling her her murderers. Uh, helping to bring them the justice that's checkers It's good because you can be playing anything but let's start playing chess and let's start leveraging our platforms 
Because you got you mean to tell me what you're gonna do, with LeBron James, if he says he's not playing? What are you gonna do with Chris Paul if he says he's not playing? What are you gonna do with these guys? What what do you what what if you do? What are you gonna do if the Greek free says I'm not playing? Steph Curry says I'm not playing until until hey, hey, the hey, owners. Hey hey, I know what you're doing there. Relax. <laughs> I'm naming the the faces of the league. Oh, okay. I thought and, you talk about because up to then you no had active players shots at, the- at the Warriors. <laughs> I'm talking about the face of the NBA. People who, when they say we're not playing, they grab the attention right. of their owners. Okay. Like, what you gonna do to Steph? See what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm naming people who who have pull in the league, right? So when they say no, here's what we want to see. Here's our agenda. Again, it goes back to us having an agenda as a community. What do we want to see in terms of education? What do we want Mm. to see in terms of policing? What do we want to see? And then these league owners have a direct access to these people who can make change. So let's start playing to you, to your friend's point. Let's start playing chess and not checkers. The, the 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 Black Lives Matter on the court is it was great, it's awesome. What is but it? let's think next level. What is it doing? Yeah, let's think next level. And I, I I I felt bad because you know I'm looking at it like oh dude this is awesome. But <laughs> I think but I think Jacob Blake's shooting drove home a point that Kyrie was making that guys we did this before. Like this is not going to change things. Like we got to think, we got to think. And I know people demonized him. I didn't really demonize him. I'm saying, so what are we going to do? Right. It's right. an. It's not enough to say, hey, I don't like checkers. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, let's play chess. Right. <laughs> we got to do something. We can't just complain about the checkers. Let's play another game. So I'm all for it. Okay. I'm all for it. And I hope they get to, I hope I, again, I think we have to appreciate the fact that they have an awareness about them now that we've never seen before. Yeah. So we're kind of, we are to be fair to the players. We are in uncharted territory. True. We really are. We just have to kind of steer. And, and I'm hoping that your, your, your LeBrons and those guys who get it can kind of help drive the league in that direction but time will tell gotcha. and, and i hope he's i hope he's in the greek freaks and the other like the other stars coming up i'm hoping he's in their ear to keep it going after he's gone and, and just so much credit to lebron for leveraging that influence because he's still i mean he's still the best player basketball player on the globe um and you know he could easily walk away from all this but sure. he's got the ears and the eyes of so many people and just just leveraging that for good i just i, I can't say enough about it right um all right walker let's get uh let's get on the campaign trail <laughs> you ready <laughs> okay i guess that was a no <laughs> <laughs> sorry um so Oh, smoking Joe Biden had some comments recently. I think this was I think this was after the DNC. It may have been during. I don't know. Um, but he said well, one of the things he said uh, that kind of got my attention was that and I want to read this correctly. Um, he promises to end traditional 401k style retirement savings tax benefits if he is elected president. Discuss or trash. 
trash. <laughs> what does retirement mean to you and I? <laughs> what hey, does man, it mean to hey, us? Social Security is going to be extinct. I get it, but hey, you know, yeah. hey, what you <laughs> you got a four hundred one k? I got a four hundred one k. Have you looked at it lately? No. But it's, a, <laughs> it's a. I got. I, I'm taking a long. K? No, no, I don't have a four hundred one k. I thought I did. That's what they told me when I took my job. But, but no, currently, no, I don't have one. We got a. Uh, what was it on that other recording? Five hundred one k's. Hey, Trump was right all along about that. <laughs> Y'all ain't got no four hundred one k. Yeah, I may have a five five hundred one k before I give a four hundred one k back. No, don't care. Okay. <laughs> My go. Um, that was funny. Monica versus Brandy. Latest versus battle. Discuss your trash. Discuss. Do you really wanna? I don't. You don't really. I really care, feel do like we gotta talk about it for the culture. Yeah, this is what this podcast is for. <laughs> I thought. Um. Who you got? I. <laughs> hmm? Okay. Let, let 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 me set this up. <laughs> I don't really care who wins this. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I would go Monica. And that's more of an emotional. That's not. A lot of people. I, 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 well, I've heard a few people go Monica. Dude. And I, don't, I like them both. I, I like them. But it's hard for me to pick. Every, the culture wins. It's almost like Jill Scott or Erica Badu. Yeah. Are we really going to do this? And, you know, I'm sure you read this, but I got caught up in reading this article about, you know, they they were they had like an R&B beef back in the day. I'm talking like 90s, you know, and I think it was I think they've had another one recently. Oh, really? I think. OK, yeah. OK. Um, <laughs> so I guess I guess that adds some flavor to it, or at least it should. But I'm not against either one of these musicians at all, or artists, I should say. I'm not against either one of those. I really like them both the same. Um, I've I have purchased albums of both, or of each, I should say, and I'm proud to admit that. And I've spent a lot of time listening to each of these You're artists. Shaming that? Yeah, I mean these are <laughs> these are killers. I mean from an R and B perspective. So um, I would just. <laughs> My heart just leans to Monica, but you know, if Randy wins, it's not going to be the end of the world for me. I'm not as spirited as I've been about other versus battles because it's not why, why, why it, is that? Now I'm being now I'm now no, I'm no, with no, you. no, no, don't, well, no, 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 no. It has why, nothing. Why it has nothing to do with the being female because I, like I said, I like them both. It's just they're mm-hmm. just what I'm just messing with you. They're just to me. They're 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 too close. You know, from an artistic appreciation standpoint, from me, that's what and, makes it a good battle. And, and I get that, but and even even the um, the the boy is mine, which you know they came together and made just an absolute hit. I just I just couldn't mentally pit them against each other. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but you know, people do that for fun. I get it, and I think it's going to make for great entertainment. 
Um, I'm not going to watch it. I haven't, I haven't watched any of these since Beanie Man. Um, but you watched that. You had, you did watch one. Walker, we talk about for the culture. Come on, man. You know reggae is like in my aorta. Come on, man. Sorry, I forgot. I, for, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I temporarily forgot. But bad. but no, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're female. Walker, relax. Being messy. Can I, I be messy? You can. You can. It's good. It's provocative. <laughs> Who you got, Walker? Um, I don't know. I, my heart leans towards Brandy. Oh, my heart leans towards Brandy. You seem like a Monica kind of guy. Nah, bro. Okay. Um, no, no, I am. That's the thing. I like them both because, again, you got to think formative years. Right. Like, you know, best friend and and don't take it personal Ooh. before you walk out of my life. Like, bro, like these are the images, especially we started really like liking girls and these like these were the soundtracks of those. <laughs> these were the soundtracks of those moments. So, yeah. of course. It's like I will enjoy this battle for that reason alone because it's going to take me back to middle school. Uh-huh. It's going to take me back to middle school and high school, dude. Uh-huh. And and they had hits even beyond then. So it's 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 to me. I think it's going to be more of an appreciation than than, than a battle. Okay. At least I hope so. So no, that's 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 all I got. Did you have anything else? No. Yeah, you did. You just don't want to mention it. <laughs> What are we doing here? Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew it. We can move on, though. Okay. Thank you. Shout outs, player of the week. Would you like to go first, sir? You go first. I actually, you know what? Now, now look at my notes. I don't even have a shout out. I'm trash. You don't have a shout out? No. I got a good PO dub, though. You'll, 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 uh, I'll make up for it. Okay. <laughs> my, uh, shout out, um, to be brief, goes out to Brian E. Argret. Hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. And Wayne Kent A. Bradshaw. Um, these guys, basically, we have two black banks um, that have merged to create the biggest black-led bank in the United States. City First Bank of D.C. and Washington and L.A.-based Broadway Federal Bank has merged. And this will lead to them combining, having a combined $1 billion uh, in assets under management and about $850 million in deposits. Um, so a statement um, from Argrid is, the combination will allow our collective institution to focus its lending capacity in three key areas, multifamily housing, small business finance, and nonprofit finance, which can help low and moderate income areas, Argrit said in a phone interview. If you are providing financing for a small business, you are enabling wealth creation, job creation, and economic empowerment through that financing multiplier. So I just wanted to shout them out for for allowing their powers to combine and really thinking about the big picture to help uh, the community. And so shout out to these gentlemen for, for, for doing that. God bless you. I am looking to see if I can get some money into you guys' bank. This is one black bank that we can support. Shout out to these guys. Walker, I, I just feel terrible because I read that and it's still, I don't know how they didn't make my notes, but anyway, it's a rough, it's a rough week. It could for be me, yours Walker. as well. Uh, no, I'm not. It, it's good. I'm, I'm saluting you. Hey, we're a team. Yes, we are. 
Okay. <laughs> Enough Who of that, right? Himself? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're a team. Yeah, yeah, next. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's I did the- not say that at all. <laughs> what you got? All right, Walker. Um, we're going to keep it law enforcement focused here. I'm um, oh bringing to you Sheriff Todd Wright. You know T Dub. He's uh, he, he's listened a couple times. Um, Bet he did. <laughs> uh, let's see here, Walker. He was was is the key word here. Dang it. He's a sheriff. Yes, he's a sheriff for uh, Arkansas County in Little Rock. Uh, so he he entered a conversation uh, online on social media that he did not realize was being recorded or streamed, I should say, on Facebook Live. So he uh, Walker had a lot of strong strong comments about one person. Uh, one white woman in particular that just so happened to speak pleasantly about a black patron of her business. So um, he became very spirited and uh, it, it goes on record. Uh, 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 Todd was even even asking, how could you even let an N word like that enter your facility? And uh, he became outraged, you know, not to the point of not even, as his article says, um, not even letting the woman defend herself. I'm guessing this was some kind of like town hall type of vibe on Facebook Live or whatever. And so um, he continued on to to rattle off uh, multiple N words uh, during this tirade that he went on Facebook Live about this one black patron. Now, mind you, Walker, uh, this patron did nothing wrong. This patron was supporting this business. Um, was was doing what you know uh, we as civilized citizens should be doing. I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't. There's no record of him putting up a ruckus or anything, anything foul, any you know looting or anything like that. He was just going in to purchase something and he left. And uh, this 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 uh, Caucasian woman just so happened to uh, engage him in conversation. Now, how Sheriff Todd got wind of this, I have no idea. But he was mad about it. It gets you better. Think? Say it again. You think <laughs> it gets better, Walker? So, um, of course, this is on Facebook Live. And as this tirade is going on, it, it, it is being viewed. It is being shared. It is just being put out there. So uh, T-Dub's mom gets involved and um, she is beside herself in witnessing her son use such foul language. And um, she even had some disparaging comments to say about her own boy. Right. So um, even after this, Walker, T-Dub still stood firm with his comments. So uh, as the news continues to ripple through the backwoods of Little Rock in Arkansas County, it leaves T-Dub with only one thing to do, Walker. One thing and one thing only. He submitted his resignation. Todd, I know you're listening. Here's my thing, man. I know, I know (sighs) from your comments, you don't like our kind. I get it. There's a lot of people just like you. It's fine, man. It's fine. I don't want you to like me if you don't want to. No big deal here. But, dude, you got to be smart. You've listened to Player of the Week. You've heard some of the foolishness that people have done uh, in this country and even abroad. You got to be smart enough to know when you're engaging in a conversation on social media. Hey, dude, 
curb your hate for just a few seconds. <laughs> Make sure that camera's off. <laughs> Power it off. Power your phone off, for, for goodness sake. And then use your, your uh, racist rhetoric after that, okay? You can do better, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> Todd, um, <laughs> we're going to celebrate you here in a second if my finger could work. Um, I don't even know. Dang, Walker, I'm tripping. Yeah, Congratulations, yeah. you played yourself. The Tipping Point Podcast, <clears throat> where we teach you how to be racist. <laughs> Off camera. <laughs> Way to go, Gatchin. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is how you do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my player of the week goes to someone who's been in my crosshairs for months now. Mitch? And I just... Huh? Mitch? No, not okay, him. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love it not when you him. go after Mitch. So let me be more specific. Okay. I've got Mitch. I haven't been able to get this guy to now. To now, <laughs> Mr. Daniel Cameron. Now, some of you may be asking, who is Daniel Cameron? Well, Daniel Cameron is the 51st attorney general for the state of Kentucky. He is also the first African-American selected to that position. OK. He's also the guy who's responsible for handling the late Brianna. Yeah. Brianna Taylor situation. So he he's he's over that. So we all know the frustration with that's been going on with that and that she's been gone what almost six months now, Gatry. Okay. Now he was at the the RNC and he gave a a impassioned six minute speech in his endorsement for Trump. Now this isn't about him being a Republican or him even endorsing Trump. Listen, my thing is this, is that what I'm about to talk about as it pertains to the Breonna Taylor and what we talked about, Jacob Blake, it's not a political thing. If, if Mitt Romney can march in the streets and yell black lives matter, then this has nothing to do with politics. This is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. This is a human decency issue. This is about doing the right thing, but I get it. It's a political season, so everything becomes politicized, right? So during his speech, Daniel Cameron made these comments, Gatry. Even as anarchists mindlessly tear up American cities while attacking police and innocent bystanders, we Republicans do recognize those who work in good faith towards peace, justice, and equality. In fact, it was General Dwight Eisenhower, a future Republican president, who said democracy is a system that recognizes the equality of humans before the law. Whether you are the family of Breonna Taylor or David Dorn, these are the ideals that will heal our nation's wounds. Republicans will never turn a blind eye to unjust acts, but neither will we accept an all-out assault on Western civilization. Now, there are a few things I would love to unpack here, and I will, and I'll be very brief. I'll try to be surgical yet fast, okay? He called out anarchists, <clears throat> okay? 
the word anarchist he reserved for those who are rioting and looting in the streets. So this is something that I begin to notice in recent weeks that I have seen Republicans and those who support Trump do. And this is the problem I have with it. Anarchists have been lumped into all protesters. So not only are you a protester, you are a looter. You're a rioter. In fact, that's become the universal word to describe those industries using their First Amendment rights and protesting. The problem I have with this is that those two are separate. Black Lives Matter and those who are protesting, they are trying to bring about peaceful protest. And as I said previously, you're going to always have opportunists with everything. If you, again, the analogy I gave or the example I gave, you allow the city, our city of Birmingham, to lose power for an hour. You're telling me that people aren't going to be downtown trying to break into stuff. There are opportunists in every situation. That should not reflect, and it's unfair, if you don't want us to judge all policemen by the actions of a few, then don't judge all protesters by the action of a few. That's my problem with that term anarchist because you just lumped everybody in to those, to the very few who are rioting and looting, number one. Number two, another problem that I have with this argument, when you call them anarchists or when you call them rioters and looters, you are ignoring the very reason why the people are rioting or protesting in the streets in the first place. If I didn't know any better, and there are a lot of people in our country who don't, unfortunately, because they don't take the time to research. They don't take the time to understand the issues. They just go off of what someone told them. If I was listening to these guys talk, I would think that you had a bunch of bored people who said, you know what, I'm unemployed. I don't have anything to do. Let's go to King. Let's go somewhere and riot and loot and tear up a city. You, can you think of a place? Let's spin the globe and let's see Kenosha. I don't even know where Kenosha is. Do you? Let's go to Kenosha and tear it up. Just rip the city to shreds. If I didn't know any better, I just think people just started just tearing stuff up in Kenosha. The reason why people are in that city is because there was a black man who got shot, nearly murdered, and is currently incapacitated. He's currently paralyzed from the waist down. And for what? For what? And there are people who are tired, sick and tired, sick and tired of seeing the same situation play out without hopes that there will be any justice. Now, if you call people anarchists, right? Anarchist refers to anarchy meaning no government. If the government doesn't show up for the people, you have no government. So we all are anarchists at the end of the day, Mr. Daniel Cameron. Now you you took it upon yourself to evoke the name of Breonna Taylor and, and David Dorn. Do you know who David Dorn is, Gatry? I have no idea, to be honest. No clue. David Dorn is a retired police officer who was killed in St. Louis over the summer when there was some rioting and looting. I remember hearing about him uh, past. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So he invoked the name of these two because he had to He had to include a blue life with a black life to, 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 to stay on message. So he brings up Breonna Taylor and David Dorn. Right? By the way, again... We mentioned Breonna Taylor, 
But our prayers and thoughts are with David Dorn. Should not have been murdered. We do not condone that. But here's the difference between these two. In case you haven't noticed, Daniel Cameron, let me help you out. David Dorn's killer has since been charged with first degree murder, first degree robbery, first degree burglary. Brianna's killers are still walking the streets. And who's responsible for that case? You are, sir. So what are you doing? What are you doing? We want to know. Inquiring minds need to know. And people are being arrested all the time in Kentucky for peacefully pro uh, protesting. Shout outs to uh, Portia Williams. And I think I can't think of her other name. She's been on Love and Hip Hop. But they've been protesting and leading protests. And I think she got arrested the second for twice since going up there and being with the people. They're still on your lawn. They're still giving you a hard time because you have not done anything after six months of Breonna Taylor's um, after her murder to do anything. Yet you want to evoke her name so that you can leverage support for Donald Trump. That's disgusting. And for me, this is an opportunity for me to point him out and say that you have just completely played yourself because you are still at the end of the day, a black man, whether you realize it or not. And you put so much pride in being a Republican. That's fine. Whatever. You put so much pride in the ideals of America when the ideals of America, you can argue were never intended for people who look like you. And while you are managed to be in a position you are as an eternal general living a good life, there are people who look like you who get profiled each and every day. And it's a good chance if you go to any part in the South or any part of America, you could be just as easily profiled and mistreated yourself because of your skin. So my player of the week goes to someone who is clearly clueless, someone that like Kenosha Police Department, I have little faith in at this point. Mr. Daniel Cameron, Khaled. Congratulations, you played yourself. I speechless again. I, uh, <laughs> I, no, hmm? no. You had a. Uh, you had a. Uh, yeah. You had something you want to run by me. Yeah, Walker, I've got another installment of things white people ask Gatry. Uh Corny jingle coming soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I happened uh, to encounter a uh, female colleague. I'll leave it at that. And um, this this female was pretty. Look at you reading the room. Look at you reading the room. <laughs> being PC. <laughs> what is what is my what is my term Walker for uh for black allies? I I, for, I forget what it is, but you you rip me to shreds every time I use it. The Caucasian collective. Yes. <laughs> um, I would not. You've already called them Caucasian. <laughs> like, why do you got to throw an extra? I would not deem this person to be a part of the Caucasian collective. So um, anyway, uh, it wouldn't the, be a white ally. Huh? Right. Correct. Uh, this person, uh, she uh, she entered the, the workplace, very spirited, very, you know, energetic about uh, the events held the prior night uh, with the RNC. And so um, 
I uh, I happen to be in, in close proximity and I, I usually can sidestep these opportunities, but I just could not resist. It was it was the wrong week. Right. So um, casually I approach her and I ask, hey, you know what? What's what's all the excitement about? Oh, you know, the RNC, rah, 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 you know, uh, uh, anti-socialism, anti-establishment, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, well, um, uh, I I asked her because it's something I've been wanting to ask uh, a white person for a long time. Um, I I pivoted slightly and I said, hey, uh, question: What is it about Donald J. Trump that I'm missing as a black male? So she, she you know, <laughs> you know, like what what rock has this guy been under? And so uh, she asked me to repeat the question. So I said, you know what? I was like, I, I feel like I am missing the question. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing. <laughs> I'm missing something. And I, I just I, I know I know you are highly pro Trump. You're open about it. Um, but I just want to know what what am I missing? And so she she without hesitation, the second time I asked it, she said, so you mean to tell me you are not pro Trump? So I did what anyone else would do in that situation and asked her to repeat the question. <laughs> so she she repeated it and she was just like, "Is this a joke?" And I was kind of like, "No, um, I'm I'm not I'm not crazy about Trump. You know, I I respect his authority as president um, of the United States or whatever, but um, I'm just I'm, I'm not a fan." <laughs> so she was like. How could you not be a fan of this model of Christian behavior that is leading our nation? She, she said that? She said that. Um, so she asked again, how could you not be a fan of a man who has taken our economy after his predecessor nearly destroyed it and taken it to heights that have been unseen? And um, in terms of performance and, you know, uh, economic performance. And she was like, um, and also, how could you, considering where you live, not be a fan of Donald Trump? <laughs> and so uh, so I was like, OK, um, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you thought I was. I'm, I'm shocked that you genuinely asked these questions. But um, I said, we, we can cordially and peacefully unpack this if you like. Um, but, you know, I just I need to agree that we're not going to get too spirited. That's me saying this, Walker. You know how emotional I am. So <laughs> you're well, you're way more calculated when you're at work. <laughs> True. So you, you don't even have to explain that to me. OK. OK. So um, so I, I give I give my reasons why. And, um, you know, I led off with, uh, you know, the when when you start looting, that's or when the looting starts and when the shooting starts. And um, I asked her, I said, is this behavior, in your opinion, is this ideal of the leader of the free world? And she she accused me of not not uh, taking in the entire context of the message that he was portraying. And he said, this is she said, this is where Trump gets most of his criticism because people hone in on certain things and they don't assess the totality of, you know, what he said. And I said, OK, I said, I'm here to learn. So, you know, if you could dissect that and maybe shed some light on, you know, what I may have missed in that messaging that, you know, he tweeted, 
I would I would be more than happy to learn because, again, I'm here searching for answers. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. <laughs> so she uh, she takes it to Google. We look at the tweet. We can't find any supporting tweets that expound upon uh, these words. And uh, she starts to stammer a little bit. And she's like, well, well, you know, it's Twitter. And um, I'm not sure if everything put on Twitter should really uh, count towards your judgment of, you know, of our president. And I said, fair enough. I said, fair. I said, it's social media. We're just just putting stuff out there. No one cares, you know. And she said, so she she says, um, if if his tweets are what caution you or have you uh, less, I guess, less motivated to support him, I would challenge you to look at everything that has been done during his presidency. And so she went down the list. Now, 90 percent of what she said all dealt with the economy. Right. And so um, I, I, you know, when she got to a stopping point, I asked, so. Your your uh, your pro Trump uh, rhetoric, not rhetoric, your pro Trump statements seem to be heavily influenced by the state of the economy. And she says, yeah, she's like, this this is what provides for a great America. I said, OK, I said, well, um, I, I, I agree. I said, I, I, you know, uh, they, I guess the economy has done well during the majority of his presidency. I said, but, um, you know, this whole covid response so do you think do you think that something was missed there? What you know the way this was this was dealt with, the way this was assessed, the way this was executed upon, and you know what she says, Walker. People don't talk enough about the time he wore a mask. This was her answer to me. So um, at that point, I realized like nothing productive is going to come from this. We're cordial. We're not getting heavily spirited. We're not getting fired up. But I'm just kind of like, OK, um, I think this is where this conversation ends. I said, thank you. I said, uh, I'll just be honest. You haven't equipped me with anything useful to um, to make me feel like I'm missing out on anything from Trump. But I, but I said, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, just know um, I'd be more than willing to revisit this at a later time because I like to learn. I like to hear other perspectives and I'd be willing to hearing more. Maybe, you know, maybe once we have more time to research and whatnot. So um, that was pretty much the conclusion of it. I got a lot of side eyes that day from this particular uh, professional, but uh, I, I I immediately uh, went to my notes that I keep for the podcast, and you know I did my little uh, summary of these events, and I said, you know what, I got to bring this to the pod because I want Walker to put his thoughts and his his little flavor on this. So um, I'm passing the mic to you, Walker. What what you got? I don't have much. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Because I don't know if I don't know if you're only I mean, that was going to be a very shallow conversation at best, because I just don't think the environment affords you the opportunity to be to really be honest. Right. But I was going to listen, though, Walker. I wasn't going to. Well, I understand your intention. I'm just saying I, I don't I don't know if you I don't know if people. Again. (laughs) again in environments where that are pro-Trump you're not going to be questioned like that right you know what I'm saying and I think I think when you're in a situation where someone questions you you gotta think about it she was shocked that you would even ask that question that tells you wherever she goes 
no one questions that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Good point. See what I'm saying? Like right. again, you're just a product of your environment, and it's obvious where you get your. It's obvious where you get your information from. It's obvious what what's informing you, what you hear on a regular basis, and. Last time I checked, the economy was getting better under Obama. But of course, if I listened to Fox News, they would have me think that Obama tanked the economy. Right. And so, again, if I'm not hearing anything that challenges that or something that's different, I'm not going to really be equipped to have a productive conversation. And I think coming from her standpoint, this the attitude that I just what I picked off from what you're sharing with me was that her thing is what's your problem that you don't like Trump because everything and everywhere I go Trump is great and so yeah uh, that's why I think unless we really get have an honest conversation about why it is because even her reasonings I mean I guess my question would have been so what do you think about the economy now Mm. I just knew you was going to ask that. No, so if the economy is what you're championing, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of businesses that shut down. There are a lot of people out of work. Unemployment has risen as a result. What do you think about the economy now? Is it still, still going strong Ooh, in your opinion? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so again, it's, it's like no one is, no one in her her ecosystem is challenging and asking her that question. Right. Everything is Trump, is Trump is doing this for the economy. Trump is doing this and da, 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 da. So, again, I mean, yeah, the economy was doing really well at one point. But because of how he's handled COVID, it's taken a hit. Are we going to have an honest conversation about that? Mm, Probably not. No. Because everywhere she is and she goes, they're not having an honest conversation about it. Right. And it's to Trump's advantage not to have an honest conversation about it because in 60 plus days, he's hoping to remain president. So are we that close? Yeah, it's getting close. It's under 70 days. Wow. Okay. Cause yeah, September, October, November. Yeah. 60 days over 60 days. So yeah, man, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's just interesting. I'm, 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 I'm interested. Uh, it's interesting that you asked that question, but I just didn't think you were going to get. And again, I, I don't think it's that necessarily that is it's racism or racist yeah. or anything. I wasn't going to play that. You're card. just yeah. <laughs> right, and I'm, I'm just making sure we're clear here. I just think you're just a product of whatever it is you're hearing. Mm. But you, you're just a product, uh, just just whatever you hear. That's what you believe. And then again, I, I think I mentioned early. If I don't do my due diligence to find out what's going on, and I just take in what I'm hearing as if it's gospel, that's going to impact how I feel about that person. Mm. If I've been hearing again, if all I hear is positive things about Trump, I'm gonna think positively about him. Right. Right. Yeah. If if I'm hearing negative Christian things about him, and I hear it Lord. all the time, all the time, right. from other people, like there's some people, I'd be like, why are you watching the news so much to the point to where the mere mention of his name, you scoff? And I'm right. like, dude, he, 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 you don't know him personally. He don't know you. But like you, sh- that guy should not have that much effect over you that way. Right. But that's that's a whole nother conversation. True. I'm just saying, whatever it is you're constantly hearing. That's going to impact how you feel about it. 
if you don't allow other things to to challenge your way of thinking. So that's yeah, that's why I said I feel like that was going to be a very shallow conversation because she wasn't ready to talk about it. And even though you was, she wasn't ready to talk about it. And it's just amazing how comfortable people are in what they believe and feel. Yeah. Because I could imagine how you would feel coming in talking about Biden, how that would have made her feel. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If Think I about been, it. I don't, like, I don't know if I would have been that excited about Biden coming in. My, my example is, what if again, you're, we know your your feelings about our feelings about Biden has been well documented. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, as you're coming in to that same work environment with that lady, and you're talking and about how great Biden is, how do you think she would have taken that? Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, she would have probably been combative. She would have been put off right. by it. Sure. So it just, it's, it's interesting to see how that dynamic, how free people are to talk about that. The you assumption, know? though, Walker, I couldn't get over that. And to use, like, where I live to fuel that assumption... Oh my goodness, dude! How did it make you feel? I mean, it made me feel. It made me feel. It, I can't even talk. It made me feel like a token. And you, you know, I'll be honest. We live. We I live think, in. We live in a really nice part of town. We do. Um, but even then, you know, driving around the neighborhood, it's not like there are Trump signs in every yard. Some, but. There, there, there's some Biden signs that have showed up in our neighborhood. There's do you some, take offense to that? To Biden signs? No. Do you take offense to that statement? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I think you should because it comes off as dismissive. Yeah. Like, it oh, comes you're off as you're dismissive. you're upper crust. We know what your wife does. You gotta be Republican. You gotta be pro-Trump. No, I don't. I don't. That that doesn't make me feel good. It's not the first time I've heard that. Um, so you know, I'm conditioned to kind of deal with it uh, more, in a more cordial uh, sense. But it's just, it's still it still kind of ruffles my feathers a little bit. Like why why does why does politicism have to deal with those type of demographics? Yeah, I agree, and it makes it seem as though you're ungrateful. Right. And very it, it good gives point. A sense that you're very ungrateful. For not liking, it's almost as like you owe Trump a thank you card for all of your success. And I'm, excuse me? Uh, you oh, are not I with me it. shooting in the gym. <laughs> At all. Right. Yeah. At all. Basketball. Right. Yeah. No, anyway, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. You got anything else, bro? That's all I got, Walker. I know we went long. We'll get out. We'll go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, may the Lord. Watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Shall we go in peace? Have a great, productive, safe week. Self-care is the best care. Take care of yourself, guys. Uh, And as always, I am Caesar Walker. He is Ronnie Gatry. We are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening.